morning, everybody. Welcome into 104.3 The Fans Coffee Break. DMAC, Rachel Veal, hanging out with you on this Thursday morning. DMAC, cheers. How are you? Because kids, Rachel. Because kids. Doing good. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm a little tired. I'm not going to lie. This week has just been, I think because we had the game on Monday night and we were up so late and then you were so angry that I couldn't go to bed right away and it's just kind of thrown me off. And then I know tonight's another late night. So wait, why were you, why were you angry? Well, it was embarrassing and hard to watch Monday night. Yeah. I couldn't even watch the fourth quarter barely without wanting to just like shake my head and walk away from the TV. But I mean, everything just went wrong, right? And then when you see the opposing team acting the way that the Warriors did, it just yeah. pisses you off. Well, here's why I I wasn't angry. Because okay. um, I could see this coming. We we had signs of it. We had the beat down by Boston, where it was a home game for the Celtics. And to the Nuggets' credit, after another scolding from Michael Malone, they actually did all right um, a couple games after that. The whole season could have gone in the in the crapper after that game, and they kind of hung on. But this was a team, Rachel, that I just saw grinding to the finish line. And, in fact, they lost two of their last three games at home. And I know it was against the Scrubs, against the Lakers, but they had a huge lead in that game, Rachel. And they just gave it all away. And I know it's with their backups, but their backups are still part of the team. Like, everybody is there. It's part of the culture of who we are. It would have been a great game, not that they had to win it, Rachel, but once they established the lead, the culture of the team, who they were as a team, should have been enough to propel them to victory. And instead, it's an opportunity to play all your backups. Marcus Howard goes off. Like, who is Marcus Howard? Well, okay, fine, fair question. But he led the team in scoring, and it's a game that Composo gets kicked out. It's just... Like, what are we? And, and so I wasn't angry, Rachel, because I've seen cracks on this team, as, as has everybody, by the way. And they manifested themselves because what if Jokic doesn't play like an MVP? And what if Gordon doesn't play great? Well, there have been games that Gordon hasn't played great, but Jokic has always played like an MVP. So when you have Jokic not playing like an MVP and you have Gordon playing poorly – it was kind of predictable that things would, you know, fall apart because we've seen these cracks all year. They've just been salvaged by Jokic in general. But Jokic has not only has he not played like an MVP, he just hasn't played well, period. You can't shoot percentage-wise what he's been doing. You can't be abysmal from the beyond the arc and really expect this team to do anything. You saw what happened, Rachel, when the uh, Suns lost um, Devin Booker, right? Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. It's like the guy's unbelievable. Hamstring, they lose. So think about what the Nuggets have been trying to do all year without MPJ and especially Jamal Murray. Oh. And it manifests. And, and Golden State played really well. On top of all that, Golden State played really well. Yeah, they have a new Steph Curry and Jordan Poole. It's ridiculous. We're going to be talking a lot more Nuggets today, too. 3 p.m. Make sure you tune into Fast Break. It could possibly be our last one of the season so definitely come hang out with us 3 p.m but we got a question in the comments for you dmac it says how does dmac feel about the broncos ownership and who does he want the team to be sold to um i i that i I want the team to be sold to josh harris okay um 
I think they're going to be sold to Rob Walton. But I like Josh Harris. First of all, he's a, a billionaire. Um, but he's not like Walton. Um, Rob Walton's ridiculous. Rob Walton would be the wealthiest owner. He'd be the second. I think he'd be like the second or third wealthiest owner in the world. He would be by a wide margin be the um, wealthiest owner in the NFL. But to me, um, I don't know. I think that's dicey having Rob Walton and Stan Kroenke own everything here in Colorado. I understand what the potential upside would be. I'm not necessarily against it, Rachel. Okay. Like if it does happen with him, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think the likelihood of building a new stadium, wiping out Elitch Gardens and building some sort of area, um, you know, commercial residents, restaurants between a new stadium, get rid of Elitch's and connecting that with ball arena would be over the top. I think that, I think there's an incredible likelihood to happen and that'd be really, really exciting what would what would you would see is, in my opinion, like McGregor Square on steroids. It would be like five or six McGregor Squares all in that area because McGregor Square is really isolated to one <laughs> old parking lot. It's like one square, not even block. But what you would see if you connected um, the, a new stadium to Ball Arena would be just – it would be unbelievable. It would be a new lower downtown. And if you want an app comparison – Look at what Atlanta did when they built Centennial Park for the Olympics. And now out there is the football arena, the Ferris wheel. And that that was not um, traditional downtown Atlanta. Traditional downtown Atlanta was like a couple miles away down the road. They built basically a new downtown. They're, they could build a new Lodo. However, that comes at a price. And it comes with a guy that doesn't own any sports teams, Rachel, and would be doing this as kind of a – kind of a real estate vanity project just because he could. Whereas Josh Harris is a multi-billionaire who's involved with all sorts of sports organizations. And because he has a relationship with the dude from Fanatics, that guy has a direct relationship with Peyton Manning. I think the quickest way for Peyton Manning to be involved, not that he couldn't be with the Waltons, but a more direct route for him being involved would be through Josh Harris. So, And I do think um, Josh Harris is connected to well, Will Smith, which is funny, but also he's connected to um, Jay-Z. And I think that would bring in some high-profile uh, minority ownership, which is absolutely needed, absolutely needed. And the NFL wants it. I want it. We need it. And I think it would bring some real high-level interest um, for the whole world having these guys involved and a direct relationship to Peyton Manning. The good question I know I went on there for a little bit, but that's why I favor Josh Harris. Okay, I like it. First of all, I've never even thought about getting rid of Elitch's and then having the stadium over there and connecting like its own little town. It would be so cool. Like McGregor Square is awesome. McGregor Square is awesome. And if Rachel, if, if Broncos fans were lucky enough, and I have been lucky enough to be around the country and see some of these other venues, mm-hmm. you would understand it a lot easier. Um, it's hard to visualize it if you just haven't seen it some other place. And you'd have to go way back to when Coors Field didn't exist there in the, in the 90s to, to realize how kind of pathetic Lodo actually was. And listen, they keep improving Lodo and doing different things to it, so nothing wrong with Lodo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, that dairy block or whatever, have you seen the yep. dairy block? I, I mean, I know I'm late to this party. 
But wow, it's an alley with like 30 or 40 different businesses in it that looks amazing. And, and they like turned out too. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. So just imagine that times 10 around a, uh, a football stadium. That wouldn't just be a football stadium, obviously. It would be a retractable roof venue for all sorts of events. And yes, the Broncos get the Super Bowl, but they also get Garth Brooks in February. They get, you know, Metallica, and it doesn't matter if it rains or anything. You know, you're going to have the concert. Nothing's going to be canceled in the summertime when we get lightning storms in August. You're, you're going to have a facility that's going to host maybe the Combine or the NFL Draft. You know what I'm talking about. You're just going to have a world-class facility. And can it happen? Rachel, it's happening right now in Buffalo, and it's going to happen in Tennessee. They're going to build a $2.2 billion stadium in Tennessee that's going to replace a stadium that was built in 1999, which is only two years older than Broncos Stadium. So don't tell me, don't tell me, you know, it can't be done. There's not a way to do it. It's going to be too expensive or that it doesn't need to be done because our stadium is brand new. We're seeing stadiums of the same age already being replaced. So, yes. And Joe Ellis gave us a tip. He said the number one thing that a new owner is going to have to do is resolve whatever is going to happen with the stadium. And what he's really saying, Rachel, is build a new stadium. And it'd be easier for Walton to do it if he wanted to, because he could just pay for it flat out. Josh Harris is a billionaire. He is. But he would have to use um, public funds, uh, NFL money, which they give for this type of things. He'd have to put it together. But he could put it together. It can happen. So I think it's going to happen either way. I think people that want the stadium to stay downtown, I understand that. I mean, I get it. Um, but it's okay if it goes out to the suburbs too, Rachel, and we just create a different venue out there too. It's it's it can work either way, and and I just hope it works. I just hope they do it, and I think that's going to be the best thing about the owner, the team, Rachel. The team is fine. You got a GM that everybody likes. You got a coach right now that people like. You got a quarterback for the next hopefully five to seven years, maybe even longer. And 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 that quarterback, by the way, Rachel is going to make. $50 million a year sooner than later. Mm -hmm. But that's fine. You want a quarterback like that. So everything is in place, Rachel, when you think about it with the team, okay? Mm -hmm. You have to have a vision. You have to have somebody directed. And I still think Peyton Manning would be the best person to do that. But that being said, more or less you're okay with the team. A new owner really is going to have um, bigger uh, fish to fry. Fish to oh. catch? Something about fish. Something about fish to fry. I think you're right. One way or another. But it's, there's a lot of exciting things to come with a new owner. I know there was so much drama involved around it for so long. Yes. But there's a lot of exciting stuff now that the drama is kind of underneath and the like, sale is actually happening. Broncos country should be excited. Oh, uh, yes. The change was inevitable. Mm -hmm. Rachel, it has been inevitable for probably three years, to be quite honest with you. Um, I know the lawsuits going on, but if you really looked into the lawsuits, it was, you know, I knew three years ago that this is the way it was going to go. I did. I talked about it endlessly, repeatedly. And, um, is it the way it should have gone? I don't know. That's up to a family. That's up to the Boland family and, and what Pat Boland created or didn't create, frankly, Rachel, to mm -hmm. keep it, um, to keep the lineage going. I mean, Pat Boland did set up a system, Rachel where this could happen and the team could be sold out from underneath his family. 
he didn't have to have it set up that way. Do you think the Hunt family in Kansas City, the Rooney family, now the Kraft family, the Jones family, do you think any of these families are ever going to have their teams sold out from underneath them? No. They all have set-in-stone succession plans involving their family. And the Broncos, it was flimsy at best, despite how many siblings there were. There were eight of them, by the way. There were two with the first wife. There was the love child. And then there were five with Annabelle. There were three different women with children. Okay, that is the truth. And there were eight children, and they couldn't figure it out with eight kids. <laughs> it's, it's wild. So, all right, whatever. You know, hey, we're, Matt, we're I appreciate you. You bring so much fun energy to every show that you're on. You are just such a joy. <laughs> And I, I can I can just give you information that's already out there that nobody knows. You want a fun fact? You want to really and, and by the way, this is published. Nikki Javalo wrote about it, so I'm not saying something that does not exist. But okay. the love child, her first name is Cassandra. Okay. She was born before Brittany. Do you know what Brittany's middle name is? Cassandra. Cassandra. Oh. Think about that one. Little drama there. Okay. That is, by the way, that is not a secret. That is actually out there. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay. Uh, we got another question for you. Yes. How do you feel about going after Debo? Well, I feel uh, awesome. I what? What do you want? I mean, will the Niners take Jerry Judy and uh, future draft picks? The problem with going after Debo is there, I mean, the competition for him is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be unreal. They've already and, said that they've had so many teams call for him. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm all for it, Rachel, but we don't have any more first round or second round draft picks. I mean, the best we could offer is, at, uh, yes, I'm all for it, but, um, you know. Not realistic. What, I mean, it's not realistic, unfortunately, but yes, I'm all for it. Okay, another question. They're just rolling in for you, DMAC. DMAC's starting to get worried about Landis Gog. We're like 10 days away from playoffs, and oh, that question just moves, and he can't hardly do any skating yet. Well, he is. He has been skating, Rachel, before practices. He has been. He's wearing the red uh, don't hit me shirt, uh, jersey, hockey, sorry. Sweater, sweater, sweater. sweater. Oh, my God. Jeez, take away my hockey card. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, and here's why, too. Listen, I know there may be a couple Az fans freaking out because they've lost two games in a row here, and they lost to the Kraken last night. <laughs> I get it. Maybe there's some nervous Nellies there. The Avalanche are going to destroy whoever they play in the first round, and they actually don't even need Landeskog. They will need Landeskog from the second round moving forward. They'll need Cadre from the second round moving forward. They're going to need everything, okay? So... Um, we got more time on Landeskog than you even think. So I'm not worried about it whatsoever. You shouldn't either. He is skating, by the way. He is. He's just not skating with the team yet. Um, but you'll need you'll need a couple of games for him to get up to speed. So hopefully he can come. Ah, boy, they don't have any games left. They only got six games left. So Next Friday is the last one against the Wild. Five games. Maybe it's only – no, it's only five games left, right? Because there's two more on the road and then a three-game homestand. Yep. So they only have five games left. So I think if, if Landy could get in the last game or two in the regular season, that would be fine. 
And if he doesn't, I think he'd be okay getting up to speed during the first round of the playoffs. So I'm, I'm not that worried about it. By the way, Rachel, um, when the Avs last won their Stanley Cup, Peter Forsberg was injured. And Forsberg, like Landeskog, both from Sweden. So I don't want to win the Stanley Cup without Landeskog. I'm just pointing out the other great Avs team from 20-something years ago did it without their Hall of Famer from Sweden as well, um, Forsberg. So, again, I, I'm not looking forward to it, but the team has enough depth that they can, they can manage. They're fine. This is not like losing Jamal Murray or MPJ and you just got Jokic. It's, it's a different type of team. That being said, I'm excited to finally see the Avalanche healthy and really up to speed, and they really just haven't been. The Caps game was crazy. There were so many great guys that weren't playing, and they still almost won that game. Last night, you know, they started Fransos, and they gave up three goals early, and they kind of crawled back. Cadre was not up to speed. He played, but he wasn't all himself. That's what Jared Bednar said. And I don't know, maybe you got a little distracted because you're playing the second worst team in the West and, you know, it's still the NHL. Um, so they lost one last night. So, but they play, they play Edmonton and Edmonton's a much better team than Seattle. And then they play, I think, Vancouver after that. And then they're home for three and four nights. So they'll break the record, I think, Rachel, no problem. I think they're fine. They're, and I think they're going to be fine without Landis Gog for, for a little bit, for a little bit. Okay, lots of questions still coming in. Um, we're going to do yep. one Rockies one, and then we're going to come back to the abs here. Um, okay. D-Mac and Rachel, this year's Rocks hit their usual June swoon. Can this pitching staff keep the Rockies in games? Patrick Saunders on the um, air with the Zoakley show the other day, yesterday, pointed out that um, a couple years ago, the Rockies started out hot like this, and they fell apart, and they got like 72 wins. And then like three years before that, they started hot like this, and they were a playoff team. They had a play-in game. So the answer to that question is we don't know because this start is really not an indicator of anything. It's it's better than the other side. It's better than being, you know, four and eight, being eight and four is better than four and eight. But the truth about the Rockies, everybody, is you really don't know what kind of team they are until they go on the road and then they come back home because the biggest problem with course field is that wild adjustment when you're away for a while and then you return. And that is a crazy science altitude physics nutty sort of question, Rachel, that if, if we had an easy answer for, we would have answered it. Believe me, they've studied it here for, oh my gosh, forever. And nobody really has found an answer to how to cure that. There's been a lot of attempts. You know, the, the humidor was one attempt. Charlie Blackman took a different um, batting practice approach when he came back to take higher speed batting practice than just simply soft toss to try to correct it. Doesn't really work. Other players have tried that too. They tried to raise the, the wall um, out there in right center to make sure that balls weren't going out quite as easily. Rachel, they have tried. They have tried almost – Anything and everything. They have tried to invest in homegrown starting pitching and pay a lot of money for relief pitching. Um, and now they're kind of, you know, uh, especially Kyle Freeland spending, spending more money on their starting pitching. I don't know. If you look at their lineup, what they have are a lot of power hitters mm -hmm. that play pretty solid defense. And um, But then you've got a game like yesterday 
where you got Marquez. He gave up three home runs. It's Coors Field, baby. You know, mm -hmm. what are you going to get? They gave up four runs on the day. They give up nine runs to a team that, that they had been dominating, and they score six themselves, and it's not good enough, and they lose nine to six. And on one hand, you say, well, you know, whatever. They won the series. They won two out of three. Who cares? I would say just the opposite. I'd say you've got your best pitcher out there. you got a power-hitting team. You put up six runs, and you lost by three. It's just like um, it's 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 kind of we don't know about the Rockies yet, Rachel. I guess that's where I'm going. This start means virtually nothing. We'll know more about this team basically in mid-May once they've gone on the road, come back, go on the road, come back, and that'll settle itself out. So you'll have a better indicator, say May 15th and April 21st. My thing to Cody, who asked the question, or Corey, excuse me, who asked the question, is just enjoy it while it's happening. Enjoy exactly. the Rockies winning because it can change in an instant. Uh, yes, I completely endorse that. Enjoy it game to game. There are some really cool stories with the Rockies, as there are every year. Um, mm -hmm. Who cannot love the C.J. Crone story right now? It's really cool. Brendan Rodgers is driving everybody nuts. He probably needs to be sat down. Ryan McMahon is one of the best young players in baseball Charlie Blackman is probably a fading star that they're using as a DH more often than not. But still, it's Charlie Blackman, and who doesn't love Charlie Blackman? Um, so you've got you got good stories out there, Rachel. You do. Um, you got the hometown kid with Kyle Freeland doing well. Sensatella has been here forever. The Bard story as the closer is still a fun story to watch. Um, there's a lot of cool things with this team, but but just you know, we just don't know yet. And and by the way, what you really have to watch, and this is a great time to watch it. Because they're going to go to Detroit, which is on the East Coast, by the way. How that makes sense, I don't know. But, you know, time zones. So they go to an East Coast town in Detroit, and then they go to Philadelphia for seven games. Let's see. And, and usually they go on the East Coast trip, and everybody forgets about the Rock. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody remembers they exist. And they come back, and they're like, hey, hey, they're, they're two games under 500. Uh, what happens? Uh, okay, whatever. Let's go to the rooftop. Oh my goodness, DMAC. Of course, love you. Okay, but Avalanche, they're headed to Finland this November. How freaking fun. They were picked part of like the global series. Four teams were selected and they're headed to Finland. So we're going to play a little game of this or that Finland. Okay. Are you ready, DMAC? I'm excited. All right, let's do this. And I will not be pronouncing any of these names because I know I will absolutely butcher them. So we have the um, description, I guess, of what they are. All right, let's okay, hit it. Okay. First oh, one, would you want to have fish pie or salty licorice? Oh, absolutely one. fish pie. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, I'm a big fish food guy. Salty licorice, that looks horrendous. That looks, what is that? This, uh, it's, a, it's a fan favorite? It's a fan uh, favorite. Nah, give me the fish. I want the fish. Give me the fish pie. Okay, but it says when the bones of the fish soften, the meat and fish juice cook throughout this bread in the oven for hours. That doesn't just freak yeah. me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen. Hey, it's this or that. It, it's not this or Ocean Prime in the tech center, right? It's this or that. Okay, so I'm just going this or that. That's all. Do you want to take a, a shot at saying one of these words? Uh, so that is Calicuco. And Salmiaki. 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 I don't know. I'm taking the salty licorice. So I'm glad you're taking fish pie. When we go together, D-Max to Finland, you can try the fish pie and I'll try the salty licorice. Sound good? That sounds great. Do we have more of this or that? Because I got a question for you when we're done with this. 
Okay. At the end, we do. We've got right, a couple more. Let's hit it. Next one. Right. Oh my Sauteed God. reindeer or bread cheese, this or that? Oh, well, little known fact about me, DMAC, I'm not a cheese guy. I'm not allergic to it. I just really don't like the taste of cheese. So, hey, serve up Rudolph on a plate for me, and uh, I'm all in. Okay, now I'm going bread cheese. I think that looks delicious. And with the cloudberry jam, I think it's just perfect. We were the perfect girl partners. We can try everything. We can try it separately. You know, God, I'd have to think of Rudolph or, you know, the other reindeer. How about Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Donner, Blitzen. feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Ah, Rudolph. Give me Rudolph. All right, next one. Kick sledding or going dog sledding? Oh, come on. Kick sledding by a mile. Let's go. Let's, let's get our aerobic exercise in. Are you kidding me? I would love to do that. Dog Five. sledding, 100%. So many cute puppies, DMAC. Yeah, but, you know, they look like a pain in the butt. They're always always hyper and they're running. And they're dog. I'm not a dog guy. You know that. You know, my cats are, I got my cats behind. I know. I'm not a dog guy. I know you got the world's cutest dog. That predicts everything. I know. I'm a, I'm a cat guy, Rachel. So forget it. I don't want to deal with all the dogs. You can have the dogs. Give me the uh, kick sledding skis or whatever that is. That Maybe this, this shows that I'm lazy and I want somebody else to carry me around while we look at all the scenic views. But I like oh, it. You're so going kick sledding. We got to get our workout in, Rachel. Let's go. All right. Next one. Let's hit it. Would you want to do the Finland sauna experience where you go and jump in the lake and then you get in the sauna? Or actually, I think you sit in the sauna and then jump in the lake one way or the other. No. Or would you rather sleep in an ice hotel? Who the hell would ever want to sleep in an ice hotel? Oh, How I is would. that? Oh my god! See, we 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 are. There's a reason. There's, this is no with you. <laughs> I'm glad you have a nice life and everything, but you got to be kidding me. The sauna that looks extraordinary. That okay. is awesome. Sleep. By the way, the sauna experience is only going to be for a short period of time. You're going to sleep and you're going to spend hours in an ice hotel? Be passed out. I like it cold, DMAC. Forget it. You, you with your dogs and your ice hotels and your your salty licorice. Oh my God. (laughs) Hanging out with you in Finland is going to (laughs) suck. I would do the sauna experience with you, though. Okay, next one. Moving on. Okay. Which house are you staying ah, at? Are you in or Miko Rantanen? You got to my question. I was going to ask you the two Finns on the team. Yes. Um, I will 1,000% hang out with Miko Rantanen. I've been around Aturi Lekkanen. He is not a fun guy. I, and I'm sorry, but I've been around this dude quite a bit, and I'm sure he's a nice enough guy. But he's kind of like, I don't know, crabby, just he's to put busy. it nicely. I'm at work. Yeah, I don't know. He's, it's just, uh, I don't know if he's happy to be here, to be quite honest with you. You know, he was acquired in a trade. I don't think he's quite used to the system of hockey they're playing. He's, um, it's a big change from him. He's been in the league a long time. Here's a crazy story, though. These two guys have played hockey together when they were like 11 years old. They've known each other. They came from the same area of Finland. So not only are they from Finland, but they're both from the same area where they would have played youth hockey and high-level tournament hockey as kids, Rachel. Um, and um, I, I think it was like like uh, Randon scored his 400th goal in his 400th game or something like they both played their 400th game 
on the same right. day. Like that. Here's another funny story about these two because they're skating on the same line right now with um, with Nate McKinnon. Is they were asked, "Do you guys speak Finnish when you're on the ice together?" Because mm-hmm. that makes sense, right? And uh, they said no because 29 wouldn't like it. Like they don't speak Finnish to each other because it would tick off Nathan McKinnon. Which I'm like, well, that's that's funny. Um, so no, Miko all day. He's more fun loving. He's uh he's a he's a fun loving Finn. I, I don't know what is wrong with Lekkinen. I'm glad he's on the team. I don't have any personal beefs with him. He's just he's like salty licorice. You know, no thank you. I don't want to hang out with salty licorice. Give me Miko. I'm with Miko as well, so we agree on something. I think hanging out with the moose and his family would be an absolute joy. Yeah. Yes. We agree on something. Finally. Yes. All right. And I think we can agree on this next one too, DMAC, is that if we're going out there, we have to see the Northern Lights in November. Uh, I mean, we're staying up late to see them, right? Ab- absolutely. Listen, you're, you're, I know we're kind of joking around about this. Rachel, I would freaking love, 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 love to go to Finland to watch um, uh, the ass play the Blue Jackets in November. I, I mean, we'll be in the middle of football, so it's probably not plausible. But, but I think it's an amazing trip. And if you're a huge Avalanche fan, man, the culture of Finland, the history of Finland, um, uh, I, I, I think it would be amazing. I'm, I'm thrilled that the Avs are doing it. Uh, I don't know what Lekkonen's contract is, by the way. Uh, Rantanen, of course, will be with us next year. But I, I think it's an awesome moment. I think it's re- really, really cool. Excuse me. And I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. So, yes, sign me up for the Northern Lights. Sign me up for Finland. Me too. It looks amazing. I'm with you 100%. As much as we joked about the food and everything, I think the culture would be so cool to experience. Absolutely. The, um, you know, environment that you go into, I think it would just yeah. be awesome too. Would be willing to do pretty much anything listed on that list, let's be honest. If we had yeah, the plus we, we can go there and we can talk mad crap about Norway and Sweden. Like all day. We'll just crap all over Norway and Sweden and, and we'll get all the Finns to like us. You know? Right, there you go. You know Even though we're Americans, most countries hate Americans, but we'll make them like us, DMAC. I believe in Wait, us. Who, who do you think Finland hates more, the Swedes or the Norwegians? Swedes. Swedes, probably. Because, I mean, who likes blondes? I mean, anyways. <laughs> blonde air, blue-eyed blonde. It was It was blonde before it was gone. There was, there was blonde <laughs> elements. Blonde eyebrows still kind of brunette as it comes over here all right last thing we're rounding in 30 minutes right now here on coffee break but csu got a new court in moby arena so let's take a look how stinking cool okay i have to admit i like the new court a lot better the new court is on the left side of the picture the right side is the old one i think that the horns were just too much so i prefer this new setup a lot better yeah dmac do you not like the new setup better? Nobody cares. Boo. No one cares Nobody. about the Arizona people, okay? Get out oh, of here. Oh, oh. Go to the desert, hey, T-Mac. Hey, Rachel, Rachel, we're talking about the court at CSU. Should I tell you about my fantasy football team while we're at it? Would you like details about my fantasy team? Huh? You know I bet some CSU fans are happy we're talking about the Rachel, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me do it. Oh, my God. Holy cow. Listen, I get it. I understand it now. Wow. Long overdue and looks fantastic. The other court was great too, but they've just added on to perfection. 
I can't wait to see what that joint is going to be jumping. CSU, go Rams, hashtag asunder. Let's go. <laughs> well, Z-Mac, we know you can pass an acting class. That's for sure. Thank you. No problem. All right, everyone. That's going to do it for both DMAC and I here on Coffee Break. Thank you so much for hanging out. We're going to be talking more nuggets this afternoon, 3 p.m. on Fast Break. Otherwise, Cecil and I will be back for our Friday edition of Coffee Break. We'll see everybody later. Also, DMAC and I will both be at tonight's Nuggets game. Catch us there.